0: We have a great episode for you today. We are talking through five financial planning topics that you need to look at every single year. And really what they are is tax planning, RMDs, Medicare and healthcare planning, year-end investment review, and estate planning. You want to make sure you think all of these through and again, visit them every single year because life changes and we know it.
1: All right. And also uh, don't stress out. Remember, uh, as always, I just like to remind everybody of this. You can go to our website. We have a blog written on this very topic, so you don't have to worry about taking notes. It's all there. Just go to pomwealth.net, go to the blog page, and it'll all be right there. Um, In addition, I always like to remind you, too, if you are so inclined and you like the show, if you can go to iTunes, uh, in particular, they're the ones that are really easy to give us a a review. Uh, We certainly would love a five-star review if you think we're a five-star type of podcast and a written review is even better because we get a lot of good feedback from that. So if you, if you think you can do that, that'd be great. We'd certainly appreciate it. We hope the show is beneficial to you. So we'd love to hear from you. Also, if you'd like to talk to myself or Merch, you can go to our website, top right-hand corner, click on schedule call. We are more than happy to hop on a phone call, answer any questions that you might have for us and see if we might be able to assist you. But before we get into this episode, we have a very quick disclosure. Welcome, everyone, to Secure Your Retirement Podcast. Uh, Today, uh, Merce and I are going to talk about five financial planning topics that you need to discuss. And we're really kind of saying review, I guess, these things as we get get into the fourth quarter of the year. Uh, These are just nice, easy reminders. We're going to go through five of them. We're going to explain why we think it's uh, so essential to, to think about these things. As I'm talking, though, if you're driving you're walking, anything at all where you're thinking, "I want to make sure I got notes. Don't worry. you can go to and get our blog on this particular episode or go to our show notes. Either one will have these things listed. But the thing is, sometimes we get so busy in life, and we think, well, I, I don't you know, what should I even be checking? And so I think that's the whole purpose here. Um, and just as a reminder, you know, our clients, our folks that are listening to this show are, 55 years of age and older. And so that a lot of these planning ideas or these wrap up or checklist ideas are all geared toward that. So let's talk a little bit about number one, tax planning. Now, why would you be doing tax planning in September, October, maybe, or November of the year? Wouldn't you be doing that maybe March, April of the next year? No, that's called tax preparation and or a sense tax filing. What we're wanting to do is do tax strategy and tax um, um, planning from the from the before we get to the end of the year, because once we get to December thirty first, there's nothing we can do to change uh, for the prior year. And once we get into 2024, you're not going to be able to make any changes. So what kinds of things would you want to uh, consider? Well, number one, uh, you do a review and look at how much income do you think you're gonna make this year? That's number one. So look at what income you've received, look at things and remember, did I take anything from my IRA? Did I take any distributions that are taxable? Did I have any sale of property or assets that's gonna create a capital gain? Once I know that, now what can I start doing? Well, I can start doing some strategy. One of the strategies that we encourage people to think through is this idea of looking at a Roth conversion. Many times with our clients, we've been able to do Roth conversions, keep them in a very low tax bracket. And sometimes we've done a Roth conversion and there was absolutely no tax. But again, that has to be done prior to December 31st for a Roth conversion. So at this point in time of the year, we kind of know what we're going to make. Uh, and and we might know if we're going to have something occur at the end of the year, Uh, whether we're going to get some kind of a distribution or planning feature that way. The other thing to think about right now is, uh, and start just thinking it through is, could I utilize a charitable contribution uh, like a QCD? Can I do that out of my IRA distributions? Because it has to go directly from my IRA to the charity. I cannot receive the funds and then go and write a check to them, but I could do that. It's going to save me some taxes on the IRA distributions that I might have to take through required minimum distribution. That's that's the next one though, required minimum distribution. Have I taken my required minimum minimum distribution for the year? That's something to think through.
2: I hope that you are enjoying the show. By the way, if you are in or nearing retirement and are someone who wants to gain clarity on what questions you should be asking, learn what the biggest retirement myths are, and identify what you could be doing to achieve peace of mind for your retirement, get started today by requesting your complimentary video course, Four Steps to Secure Your Retirement. To access the course, simply visit pomwealth.net forward slash podcast. If you're new here or you haven't done this yet, this is definitely the first step to get started in applying these principles to your life. So head over to pomwealth.net forward slash podcast and check us out.
1: Hey, Merce, anything else I, I know that I have down here and you might be able to explain a little bit better Maybe me some tax loss harvesting or something along those lines?
0: Yeah, so the end of the year for for... Our tax planning. Um, so Roth conversions, good. You want to look at those, get a good understanding of where your income's at. But also there's opportunities like tax loss harvesting. What that is, is it gives you, you you take a look at all of your investments and you may have some that are in a, in a loss position. And while nobody wants to sell at a loss, there is a strategy where you could sell that loss and maybe you have a position like Apple or Microsoft that's been growing and growing and growing, and now you're overweight in that position, you could actually use the loss from selling that position or the stock that wasn't working well, that's in a negative territory, you could sell that. And then you could use that sale and that loss to offset some capital gains on the stocks that are doing well, like the Apple or the Microsoft. So that's what tax loss loss harvesting is uh, that's a good strategy to do. Uh, you can look at it throughout the year, but a lot of people kind of save that for the fourth quarter of the year. Another big one is uh, you mentioned charitable giving. Uh, another that goes hand in hand with that is your um, donor advised fund. So if you do give charitably and you use that strategy, those accounts need to be set up by 1231 and they need to be funded by 1231 as well. Um, so that that goes hand in hand with tax planning. Also, uh, if you check your withholdings, if you're if you're doing withholdings on your withdrawals or you have withholdings on your pensions and social security, make sure they are enough. Uh, sometimes we see that they are not enough, and you get you hit hit with a surprise when it comes April of tax filing. Or if you needed to, if you had an event like a sale of a stock or real estate, and you didn't do a quarterly payment on the, that abnormal income for the year, that's something to look at as well. Hey, by the way, I just realized I
1: hit number two in my. I, yeah. I got a little carried away in my in my stuff here, but I do think it would be good for us just to reiterate some of these things around that. Yeah.
0: So number one was all around tax planning. And they, number two, which what I'm going to talk about kind of goes hand in hand with tax planning, which is all around required minimum distributions. Uh, what this is in a quick snapshot is if you have pre-tax assets uh, generally, unless you have inherited assets, inherited IRAs or anything like that, they are all subject to a uh, required minimum distribution, uh, go back for a while, a while back, it used to be 70 and a half was that trigger age. Then the IRS moved it to 72. And now it's 73 as of, as of calendar year 2023. So, um, be aware of your required minimum distribution, understand what it is, which is basically you're forced at a certain age. And in this case, going forward, it's age 73. And for some of you, it'll be age 75, depending on your date of birth. Uh, where you are required to take a certain amount, and that certain amount is spelled out, it's very formulaic, uh, out of your IRA, 401k, 403b, 457, those types of assets. Uh, And the main reason is you made a deal with the government when you started funding these accounts. You said, I'm going to put money into these accounts and the government's going to not make me pay taxes on it. I'll get a tax break. But at some point, I will be forced to pay taxes on these dollars. Well, that is what the required minimum distribution is. It's a forced withdrawal you pay taxes on it, and then you do whatever you want with it. Some of our clients are going to just have it sit in cash in the bank. Some of our clients are going to spend it. Some of our clients are going to reinvest it into a brokerage type of account. Uh, But you want to know what that is and make sure it's taken. In 99% of our cases, it has to be done by 1231, by calendar year. In the first year of required minimum distributions, you can delay that. We hardly ever see anyone delaying it until April of the following year. Um, But in most cases, the deadline is twelve thirty-one. You don't want to miss this because there's a hefty penalty to it that the IRS can assess on you. Uh, and so uh, make sure you've gotten that all taken care of. Uh, the, the, the Going back to the tax strategy that Raiden mentioned uh, is what's called a qualified charitable distribution. If you're, if you're of RMD age or 70 and a half and above, that's where you can take some of your RMD and you can actually give it to a charitable uh, organization if you're doing that already and you don't pay any taxes on it. Uh, but again, the caveat to that is it has to be done and and cashed by 1231 by that charity. So you want to stay ahead. That's why we're talking about this now in, in September. So um, that's really all I've got for requirement and distributions. Let's go on to number three.
1: All right. Number three, Medicare and healthcare care planning. Uh, the reason why this is so important at the end of the year is beginning in October, you go into what's called open enrollment. So what that means is, even if I've already got a Medicare plan for for a um, you know the um, Medigap as they call it, uh, which helps me cover my deductibles and everything on uh, my Medicare, what my Medicare doesn't pay, um, I'm able to to move plans and have that without having to have any kind of health underwriting at this point. Uh, beginning in October. So it's a great time to review, am I in the right plan? Uh, Are there other benefits I should be looking at? Should I be making a change? And it may not be that you need to do anything as far as a change goes, but you at least want to look at your options. Now, if you are listening to this and you're thinking, yeah, but I don't know, I don't want to have to go back through the whole process of finding a person that does this. I had a person that helped me with this. If you are looking for somebody, we are glad to be able to uh, put you in contact with some of our partners that do Medicare planning. If you're turning 65, well, that doesn't matter. But uh, every year, we think you ought to at least reconsider. Look and say, hey, I might, you might, because all the plans, by the way, have to be done the same way. You just might be with an insurance company that the premiums are higher, and you could move to another insurance company with the exact same plan with a lower rate. So it's, it's again, one of those things you kind of want to do a check on and say, am I in the best place? And am I paying the best premium that I possibly can on this?
0: All right, number four, year end investment review. I think this is good to have an annual practice of taking a look at uh, how your investments are set up one so you can just be aware of the amount of risk that you have on your overall portfolio. Uh, And then other reasons to look at it. Uh, one we already mentioned is, is there any room or ability for tax loss harvesting? So that's a tax strategy that we could be looking at. Um, are our allocations it, the way that we want them to be? Um, so oftentimes you'll see if you're, you know, for example, uh, one stock does really well and the rest doesn't do so well, but you made a good return that year. Well, that one stock becomes a little bit overweight. So there may be a reason to consider doing some rebalancing type maneuvers. Uh, and so you want to take a look at that. Uh, and then, you know, making sure that the overall objective of how your portfolio is set up aligns with uh, how you feel about risk. We know because we do talk with people all the time, uh, of different age groups, different risk categories, we know that risk changes over time. When you're in your early 50s, and you're approaching retirement, you may have one way of looking at risk. But as you approach retirement, you go into the the transition of now needing your assets to generate income for the rest of your life, well, that's, that is a life-changing type of event, which may also change the way that you look at risk. So I think it's a good exercise to always be looking at how you're set up. Uh, it keeps you aware of what's going on in your portfolio, but are there also changes that need to be made? Uh, based off of how the year has gone, how you feel about the markets, how you feel about the world in general, are there things that you need to address if you're handling it yourself uh, or if you things that you need to address with your advisor?
1: All right, that brings us to number five, a state planning update. Now, this is something, again, sometimes we get in our heads and we think, well, I don't need to even think about that anymore. But just to be able to go through the basics of those documents, and if you get into a a routine of making sure – is everything up to date? That's one aspect. How long has it been? Many times people come in and we're talking to them and I'll say, when did you get your estate plan done? And the, and the one will go, I think it was about three years ago. And the other person will say, I had to be longer than that. It's probably six years ago. And then they go look at it and they find out it was 10 years ago. Uh, the reality is sometimes the time flies so fast, but it's just good to go uh, as a as a mental check. Has, has anything changed? Uh, who are my beneficiaries. uh, When you come into our office every single year, we do a beneficiary review. Why would we do that every single year? Things change. And we never take for granted that it's not going to be correct uh, on there. Because by the way, if something happens and we have not updated it, there's nothing we can do after the fact. So if a beneficiary is there and it's incorrect and the person passes away, there is no way to change it. It will not uh, be able to be done because it becomes irrevocable at death. So just keep in mind that that this is a good thing to kind of go through and say: Is everything done properly? And then go and do it an update. updates, kind of like a a check and balance. All right. So we did number one tax planning. Number two required minimum distributions. Number three Medicare and healthcare planning. Number four year investment review. Number five estate planning update. So that's our five things that we say you should do each year, preferably. Uh, you do it at closer around this time of year. It allows you to have these uh, little little tweaks that you can uh, correct going forward. We hope this has been helpful. As always, don't forget the blog. It's all written out for you. You don't have to worry about making notes, as well as if you ever want to have a conversation with Merce or myself, just go to our website, top right-hand corner, click on schedule call, and we are more than happy to hop on a call and just have a conversation, answer any questions we can, or it, it's, uh, it's enjoyable for us to be able to help you. So please reach out. We'll talk to you again next Monday.
2: All right, everyone, that wraps up today's episode of the Secure Your Retirement Podcast. If you found value in today's episode, we would love nothing more than for you to head on over to iTunes and give us a five-star rating and a review. Be sure to take a screenshot of the review before you submit it, and we'll send you a special gift. Our book,